0: Welcome to another podcast sermon. Let's turn to Psalm 145 and we just want to continue with our thought that God is our supply. We want to continue to fill our hearts and flatter our soul and our minds and our spirit with the truth of God's word that God is for us, that who can be against us, that God wants to bless us, that his heart is toward us, that his mind is full of ways to bless us that he his eyes run to and fro the entire earth looking for those whom he can show himself strong so we need to be confident that god wants to bless us we need to be confident that god is watching over us amen so in psalm 145 and verse 8, it says the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and great in faithful love. And it's very important to know the character of God. It's very important to know that God is not holding out on you. And this is what you need to understand, that we understand that by, by faith, we, we walk by faith. We, we don't walk by sight. We understand that we're going to endure hardships as a good soldier. What you need to know is that God is always for you and God is going to get you through the difficult things that you are facing. You always need to be confident. You need to understand that God will not employ the resources of hell to teach you lessons in life. Amen. God has enough resources in his word. He has enough wisdom in his word to teach you about life. So it's very important to know that the character of God is is stable. You need to know this, that God is stable in his character. He's stable in himself. He's stable in how he deals with us. Amen. In verse 9, it says, the Lord is good to everyone. His compassion rests on all he has made. Amen. God has compassion and shows compassion toward us. That's why he sent Jesus Christ, his son, to die for us because of his compassion toward us. All you have made will thank you, Lord. The faithful will bless you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom and will declare your might, informing all people of your mighty acts of the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your rule is for all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and gracious in all his actions. Amen. God is faithful. He's faithful to his word. He's faithful to you. He's faithful to perform his word in your life. Amen. He's gracious in all his actions. You can fully expect, you can fully expect that when God moves in your life, that grace moves in your life. Amen. Fully expect God's grace in your life. And like we have always taught and we've always preached, And it's important to understand that even when you sin, that the sin in your life is not an issue with the devil. The sin in your life is an issue with you and God. And God wants to deal with your sin according to his word. Amen. And so when you repent, he is faithful and just to forgive you of that sin and to cleanse you. Amen. So it's important to understand that he wants to flood and fill your life with his grace. In verse 14, it goes on to say, The Lord helps all who fall. He raises up all who are oppressed. Amen. If you fall down, God wants to help you. He wants to raise you up. If you feel if you feel that you've been oppressed by the enemy, if you feel that during those difficult times that you've been oppressed, if you feel that in your past and your upbringing and all of those things, in all the things that you've been going through, if you feel you've been oppressed, then you need to know that God helps all who fall and He raises up all who are oppressed. Amen. Thank you, Lord. In verse 15, it says, "All eyes look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing." I hope this is encouraging you. I hope it's blessing you. I hope this is encouraging that God is for you. Now, don't decide that uh don't decide who God is based on your circumstances. And this is what we have learned in the Gospels, and this is what we have learned in the New Testament. We shouldn't let our experiences decide to us who God is, but we should let God tell us who He is, and then we should. Use the word of God to change our circumstances, amen. And verse 17 says, The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all his acts. Hallelujah! He's righteous in all his ways. You can fully expect that your life will have righteousness, you can fully expect that your life will have his faithfulness reflected in it. Fully expect that. Don't expect evil, don't expect bad things to happen to you, don't expect evil things to come upon your life. Expect the word of God to manifest in your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Trust God. Believe God. Take authority over those circumstances. Take authority over those situations. And how do you take authority? By reading God's word, by standing on God's word, by praying God's word, and by believing God's word. Amen. When you believe God's word and you speak his word of over your, over your life through prayer and meditation and confession, and you believe that you receive those things that he says in his word, then you will have those things. And verse 19, it says he fulfills the desire, of those who fear him. He hears their cry for help and saves them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on now. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. All those who call upon him. Amen. All those who call upon him amen come on now all those who call upon him that's what it says in another translation the lord is near to all those who call upon him all you got to do is call upon the name of the lord call upon the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. All those who run to it shall be saved. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. So run to the Lord. Don't run, run away from the Lord. Don't worry about whether he is faithful. He is faithful. His name is faithful and true. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Mark chapter 1 and verse 40 it says the man with leprosy, I'll read from verse 39, he went into all of Galilee preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Then a man with leprosy came to him and on his knees begged him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Now here's a little background. We need to know that you need to know that leprosy, right? When in in, under the old covenant, the law stated that if they had leprosy, that they needed to be in a different colony, they needed to be outside of the city walls because of the, the, the sickness that they had, that they didn't want it to spread. So already the they already felt like outcasts and now they had a disease that made them feel even more like an outcast and so now we see this man coming to Jesus now you need to understand he had an issue of whether Jesus would accept him as just a person who is sick with leprosy he this man already has his own insecurities and this man already has his own fears and all of these things going for him already and now he knows that the Lord can heal so he's not sure whether he can he he, all these questions must have gone through his mind whether he can approach the Lord just by virtue of the fact that he's a leper and let alone ask him to heal him. Hey, come on now. But as this man approached him, so this man needed faith, right? He needed to believe, right? If you are willing, you can make me clean. So he's asking, he's begging the Lord. He's begging Jesus Christ. If you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus Christ, in verse 41, the Bible says, moved with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched him. Come on, you're not supposed to be touching the lepers, but Jesus was moved with compassion. And that's what compassion does. Compassion will, will will cause God to move in situations where nobody else wants to move, right? This was part of the law that don't touch the leper, don't touch him, do not, not not only don't touch him, keep him out, keep him in another colony, keep him out of the city walls. And maybe there's things that you felt that you've been kept out of. Maybe there's things that you feel that, you know, because of your, your, your family history, maybe there's things you feel because of your education. Maybe there's things you feel just because of who you are. Maybe things you've done, maybe things that you've done that's kept you out. Maybe because of of your own actions. But you need to understand, right? You need to understand that if you come to the Lord in in repentance and you come to his word, that the Bible says that if you ask of him, he is willing. He is willing and he will be moved with compassion. And he will touch you where you have felt that nobody could touch you because you have done things. Or you felt that nobody could touch you because you've just been on the outside of situations for far too long. You need to understand right now that God wants to bring you in. Amen. He wants to be... He wants. he is moved with compassion. He is moved with compassion for the things that you are facing. God is moved with compassion for the things that you are facing. God understands exactly what it is that you are going through. Yes, God understands it. Now there are times when we are feeling in our, we are feeling uh, weak in our emotions and we are feeling distraught emotionally and we are feeling stressed out. And sometimes we're asking God to move in our lives, and God is moving, but sometimes we we are looking in different areas of Him needing to move in our life, and we feel like He's not moving. But you need to understand that God is always moving in your life. Amen. He's always moving in your life. He may not move according to your timeline, but he's always moving in your life. And moved with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched him and said, I am willing. He told him, be made clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. That situation that you are facing right now, all of those things that you are facing right now, no matter how much your own mind and emotions say to you that you don't deserve to, to, to come out of it or, or that you have done things to des- and you deserve to stay in it, or people say to you, it's your fault, or whatever it may be. You need to understand that Jesus Christ is moved with compassion for your situation right now, and he wants to deliver you out of that situation. Why? Because God is your supply. Amen? God is your supply. Hallelujah. God will always deliver you out of all of your trouble. So what did Jesus Christ reply to him? He said, are you willing to heal me? And he said, yes, I am willing. And he healed him amen I am willing and he healed him now in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 it says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever there's nothing that has changed if we see it in in the word of God if we see it in the New Testament that Jesus Christ healed people and he was moved with compassion then even to this day Jesus Christ still wants to deliver you he still wants to heal you he still wants to help you he still wants to move in your life why because he's the same yesterday today and forever. What does Hebrews 11 verse 6 say to us? It says, without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must believe that he is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So those that come to God must believe firstly that God is. You need to know that God is. You need to know that God exists. You need to know that God is real. You need to know that God is compassion. You need to know that God is love. You need to know that God is your Father. You need to know that He sent His Son to die for you. You need to know without a shadow of a doubt that He has paid the price for all of your sin. You need to know without a doubt that He has paid for your grief. He has paid for all of your hurt and your disappointment. And He has paid for your, your sickness, and he has paid for every pain, and he has paid for all of the, the financial uh, situations that you, you feel that you, you, you may be going through. He's paid for all of those things. When you come to God, you got to know that he is. He is. First of all, he is. Not he was. He is. He is right now. Amen. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. you got to be diligent. you got to stick at it. you got to keep believing. You can't believe one day and not believe for five days. you got to keep believing. you got to be diligent in your belief. you got to be diligent in your pursuit of God. you got to be diligent in seeking Him for the turnaround in your life. And that's the kind of faith that God wants. God wants the kind of faith that keeps sticking. Amen. Keep sticking to the Word. Keep sticking to God. Keep sticking to believing that He is is turning your situation around. Amen. you got to remind ourselves, Philippians 4, 19 says, but my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. How is God meeting your needs? Through Jesus Christ. Why Jesus Christ? Because Jesus Christ bought and paid and did it all. He said it is finished. Yes, it's finished. All of the things needed for your victory and my victory, it is done. Where is that victory right now? In God's word. Amen. So you need to stick in God's word. Hallelujah. Stick in God's word. Praise the Lord. Stick in God's word. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't let go. Stick in God's word. God is ready to deliver you out of all of your trouble. Amen. In Matthew chapter 6, in closing, in verse 24 to 34, turn with me. First, pause. Look at the word of God. In verse verse 24, chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, it says, no one can serve two masters, since either he will Hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Now, here it's talking about God and money, and we know that you can't serve God and money. You gotta know who's the master and you gotta know who's the servant. But also when it comes to other things in life, right? You can't be in faith one moment and then and then wonder about whether God is there or God's not there. And when you have those feelings, when you have those feelings, what do you do? You go to the word of God, what do you do? You pray about it, you don't allow those feelings to grow and to build up in your life, amen? In verse 25, it says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? And this is so important because we've come through a difficult time and we have so many questions about so many things, right? even our questions have questions, right? So it's important that we still our minds. It's important that we still ourselves and we we, we stop just questioning and questioning and questioning endlessly because those questions create more and more worry and stuff, more and more anxiety in our life. And we need to start in the word of God. Firstly, God is God in your life, right? You need to know that he is your master. You need to know that he is your Lord and you need to trust him. You, the, the things that you don't know, you have to trust him for. The things that you don't understand, you have to trust him for. In verse 20, it says, consider the birds of the air. They do not sow no reap, and they gather into bonds, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? And aren't you worth more than they? If God took care of the little things, won't he take care of you? His creation, right? Can any of you add one moment of his lifespan by worrying? Can you add one more moment to your life by worrying? You can't do anything by worrying. And why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin Thread. Yet I tell you, they're not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. Verse 30, if that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, you of little faith? And this little faith is not the size of faith. It's the duration of faith. Amen. Let us not have a faith that endures for for just a short time. You need to have a faith that endures forever. And how do you have a faith that endures forever? Well, very simply, you've got to stay in the word because the word of God is from everlasting to everlasting. So don't worry saying what we will eat or what we will drink or what we will wear. For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, and your Heavenly Father knows that you need them. See, the Gentiles seek these things. Now, here's the key here. Don't seek the things. Seek God. Don't seek God's hand. Seek God's face. Hallelujah. Don't run after the things. Run after God. And in God and in the word and in his riches, he will meet your need. Hallelujah. But if you focus on the need only, you're going to see the more that you look at your need, the more you're going to realize how much you need. The more you're going to look at the need, the more you're going to become anxious and fearful about the need. The more that you look at the need, the more you're going to develop faith in how much and how difficult it is to have that need met. But the more that you look at God, the more that you look away, the more that you have contentment, I have learned in all things to be content. You see, before you have your need met, you've got to learn to be content in the state that you are. That's what Paul said, in every state that I find myself, I have learned the secret to being content, and that is Jesus Christ himself. Amen. So even before you get the breakthrough, and even before you receive the answer to your prayer, you need to move in faith and receive your contentment first. You need to move in faith and receive your peace first. Receive your peace before you have the answer met. Receive your peace before you have the prayer need uh, Men, Hallelujah, come on, come to a peace first. Anyway, how do you come to a peace first? You can't come to a peace first just in yourself. You've got to come to a peace first in the Word of God. you got to know that God has taken care of all of your needs first, before it is manifest, before it happens. You've got to come to a rest of knowing God has undertaken for you, because that is what His character is, because that is who He is. You have to know that before the breakthrough, before it turns around. You have to know and you have to identify that in God, all of your needs, are met in according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! And this is so important to know these things. Amen. In verse 33, it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, you see, when you're seeking God and you start to understand that he is there for you and you start to understand that he's always for you and you understand that he's taking care of those things, then you you, you start to lose the fear for the things. You start to lose the the, the pressure for that need right now because you learn to be content and you learn that God is going to meet that need. You see, with the more you focus on it, you start to be concerned whether God is going to do it or God's not going to do it. But the more you focus on his character and the more that you realize that those who come to him must believe that he is first, that he is, that he is. And the more that you focus your faith on the, 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 the truth that God is, the more your faith grows in his character. The more your faith grows, the more your you become dependent on him. And the more you realize that I, I, before it is manifest, before it even happens, that God has already undertaken in His Word to meet that, so it is not that it is not that you you try and lie to yourself that that God uh, has done it already. No, you 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 understand that God has taken care of that need and that it will, and you will not go without that need being manifest. You need to know that God is the provider and God is the one who manifests these provisions in our lives. Amen. And so it goes on in verse 34 to say, do not worry. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Don't worry about tomorrow. Amen. Don't worry about tomorrow. Do not worry about tomorrow. God has it all under control he's planned your life from the beginning from before the foundations of of the earth god has planned your life he has set everything in place he has he knows your future hallelujah he has your future in his hand and so you need to understand that god is your source of supply God is your source of supply. Whenever you have a need, you got to go to the source for the supply. Amen. And God is your source of supply. you got to know, spend time in the Word, spend time meditating in God's promises because these promises are yes and amen. And the more that you spend time in that, the more confidence that grows inside of your heart and your spirit, man, and that's how your faith grows. And you start to know that God has it under he has untaken for you. He has it under control. There is not a situation that he doesn't have under control. And that's when you release your faith in him and you trust him and you believe. And as you keep walking and as you keep moving, you're moving by faith and you're moving by trust and you fully expect that it's going to turn around. And without a shadow of a doubt, you start to see that God turns all of your situations around. God bless you.